0: the internet and welcome to this episode of dark zeit of the moon i'm mm-hmm. jack o'brien okay that is dj danil it's a me it's a me danilo <laughs> uh should we start with super mario 3d all-stars
1: i mean you know i'm stoked about it
0: i know you're stoked brother
1: uh, and um, I know you being such a Switch guy, a new Switch yeah. title coming out. This is right up your alley.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm more about like the new shit on Switch. I don't, I don't like when they're taking steps backwards, <laughs> looking, looking in the rear view. But steps uh, back. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, this is this seems dope. uh yeah.
1: no, I'm excited about it. I mean, you know, I, I think it is, uh, it is a very easy buck for Nintendo to just do all of their old content on the Switch. I mean, the Switch is a great platform to just be able to do every one of their old-ass games, which is great. And the fact that, you know, people are still playing Super Mario 64 to this day and people who hadn't played Sunshine or Odyssey get a chance to, it seems like a surefire hit. And then, you know, you got Super Mario Bros. 35, which is just, I mean, So, wait...
0: People who are still playing Mario sixty four yeah. are they playing it on N sixty fours or where where are they playing that?
1: Yes, indeed. There's some emulators, but a lot of people are just playing it on raw N sixty fours. The speed running community is really big for that game, so you know, lots of people are just trying to best their own times, get better and better at it. So, it's yeah, it's just from, from very... beginning
0: to like getting the right number of stars.
1: Yeah, very good. Wow. Yes, I mean, there's there's a bunch of different, you know levels of speedrun some people are just like beat the game as fast as possible beat the game with glitches without glitches get all the stars blah 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 there's tons of different categories for speedruns. so it's you know it's a very open market in that way open open field of uh, competition
0: nice
1: um hell yeah
0: so let's talk about super mario brothers 35 this is something i didn't know existed it's like a battle royale yes uh using the sort of Battle Royale style uh, with an old yeah. old school game.
1: Yes, definitely, uh, definitely taking from the Tetris 99 format, which is everybody's doing the same thing at the same time, and then occasionally, depending on how, how well you're doing, you send basically small challenges to everybody else that's playing against you, making it harder and harder for them. So... The better you do, the more you progress. The more challenges you throw in other people's way, making it harder and harder until it's really just down to the final couple people. And I think it's a really awesome format. I mean, I you know, it's um, I'm I will a hundred percent be trying it out. It sounds like a lot of fun. So you basically
0: like you kill thing in your on your Super Mario's board, and yeah. then it it lands in somebody else's board.
1: Pre- precisely, it's like you're still running the very very similar. OG Mario levels but like every time that you jump on a Koopa or or like a, yeah a shell or something that shell then pops up on someone else's screen and they have more stuff that they need to tackle making it harder for them man it is Whoa. a wild <laughs> so have you played Whoa. the Tetris 99 I have it's extremely difficult I'm not yeah, good at too. Tetris so that one is like are you playing
0: not. it with 99 other people yeah. is that where the 99 comes from yes sir Good, yep. You you yep. got it right. I just want to make sure you know. Uh, all right. Let's talk Thanks. about Nancy <laughs> Pelosi. Uh, what's she uh, up to? So there's this salon thing that I don't know. Is it resonating with people as much as uh, the Trump administration thinks it is? She basically went to a salon that told her she could go there. She was walking around inside without a mask on. So that's not good, right? Um, it she thinks she was set up. So they just did a press conference from the White House press room, uh, where Kaylee McEnany like just had this had her walking through the salon on loop behind her. Like I don't know, it reminds yeah. me of a less successful version of like the windsurfing ad with John Kerry, mm. where they just like really. Uh, yeah. Found this one awkward piece of footage of the opponent and just like played it and played it over and over again.
1: Yep. It's when baby. they do it's stupid shit in my perspective.
0: Yeah. Opinion. When they do stuff like this, it feels like they might be out of touch with reality enough to lose, like to be surprised by the vote and lose. Cause this is such a, th- this feels like the sort of thing that. Democrats would do like yeah. where, where they're like we got him now and it's just like some dumb bullshit that yeah. could it's... not possibly bother or matter to anyone other than them
1: there was a uh, you know I, I, our uh, our good friend former crack writer David Wong aka Jason Pargin uh, had a tweet about this where he said if I ran a newsroom and you brought me another one of these like dumb gaffe stories I'm kicking you the fuck out of my newsroom because it's like that shit is just so not important anymore, like, at all. Right. And, uh, I mean, I know that doesn't necessarily matter to the Trump White House, and that's kind of their whole bag is just, like, playing on gaffes and, like, trying to gotcha people at every moment. But it, it's just, I, I don't know, I, I I pray that people don't care about this shit at all and, and really try and focus on what's truly, actually important, but, you know, we'll Right.
0: See. But I would love it if the Trump twenty twenty campaign like really chose to focus, continue to focus on this. Like no, yeah, fair. I, I'm with that. Yeah. I'm with that. I support that. <laughs> yeah. Um. There's a bunch of NBA shit talking happening. Uh, Richard Jefferson, former like okay player uh, in the league, <laughs> he's like solid. Uh, he. Put out the question Is Giannis Antetokounmpo, who is about to win his second MVP in a row? Right. Uh, he posed the question Is he a Scotty Pippen without his Jordan? Like, basically, because mm. uh, now Giannis's team is down 2 0 in the second round. Uh-huh. And I mean, I kind of like the Heat are really good. They're playing yeah. the Heat, and the Heat seem like they're a better team have seemed like that to me all year because they've got a bunch of three-point shooters and Jimmy mm-hmm. Butler can get saying, a bucket. Jimmy's
1: crushing it.
0: Yeah, he can get buckets in the playoffs when his team needs him to get buckets. Like, that's they are a really good team. It's not shocking to me that Giannis is not able to, you know, overcome this because their their team is a little bit flawed. And even though they won a lot of games all year, as somebody who has been forced to root for players who can't shoot uh, in the NBA for the past few years, uh, I can tell you not being able to shoot and having your best player not yeah. be a knockdown shooter in the modern NBA is right. difficult. Yes, yeah, no, definitely. It's hard. Um, and yeah, so I don't know. But but anyways, Scottie Pippen was like, I'm sorry, was this supposed to be an insult? Richard Jefferson. <laughs> he was like, uh Giannis and I are very Uh-oh. different. I've n- I never won back to back MVPs like he's about to. And he never did like some of the amazing things I did. Uh my question is, what the fuck did you do in your <laughs> career, Richard Jefferson? And everyone's like, Oh <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, a lot of head explosions. Uh boom. And then roasted. Jay Williams came in. And was like, there's nothing wrong with being a Scotty Pippen. Like LeBron was the Pippen to D Wade back at Miami before he became like the Jordan. And then LeBron was like, wait, what the fuck does this have to do with me? Like, what are you? Where is this coming from? So like all these people who had mediocre careers in the NBA who are now commentators right. are coming in, you know, talking spicy, and then getting, uh, you know. Pushed to the curb by yeah. the some of the best players in the history of the NBA. Right. Always fun to watch. Speaking of some of the best uh, offensive players in the history of the NBA, Steve Nash. Very Ooh. good. Yeah, multi multiple MVP winner because they were that year. They were only looking at uh, offense and not uh, de- <laughs> people didn't have to play defense the years that he <laughs> right. won. Uh, the MVP, apparently. Uh No, really, like, uh, an amazing passer, amazing uh player, and kind of a one-of-a-kind type player. Totally. Uh, was just hired to coach the Brooklyn Nets. Yes. And this is interesting. So yeah. a lot of people were criticizing it, being like, you know, this dude's never coached a game in his life. How are you <laughs> giving him that and right. other people were like uh i i see your comment and i raise you a steve Kerr. hmm okay yeah cuz he came in he was a the the thing that seems different to me is i don't know there steve nash very smart player he's also like such a good player he see i don't know there there's this thing where the best players don't always make the best coaches. I've talked about it with, like I've made the comparison between this and actors becoming directors. Mm. It's like the best actors don't always make the best directors because they are so like interior and focused on, you know, uh, like they have a next level of like gear to shift to. Right. Whereas like people who aren't, necessarily great actors but who are movie stars your Ben Affleck your Robert Redford <laughs> your you know pe- people like that Clint Eastwood who just like know how to the right spot to be in and like what just like how all the shit works around right. them and have right. built a career on that right. become the better directors yeah. uh, I I think you have a similar thing in the NBA but I, I don't know it'll be I'll be very interested to see a if he's a good coach B, if he has the patience for this shit because it's it's not fun man it's it's not like this dude is a very famous celebrity who like has spent his past his years since being in the NBA just like being a famous dude and like making documentaries and having a great life and uh (laughs) He's chilling, chilling, yeah. And this is like now he's gonna stick himself in the you know, in the The teeth of it, yeah, the hottest of the hot seats with two huge stars who have who are not the easiest stars to coach, allegedly, Right. right? Um, so I don't know, it'll be it'll be real interesting. I can't imagine that this move was made without uh consulting Kevin Durant. Uh, oh, and surely. Kyrie Irving. So surely. I'm very interested to see the direction this takes. And it's always cool when something just comes completely out of nowhere. I had no yeah. idea Steve Nash was even interested in coaching. So.
1: Neither neither did I. On, and honestly, you know, I wonder if there should be, I mean, I shouldn't say should be, but like, do you believe that everybody should kind of like come back up through the ranks a little bit? I mean, you know, we were talking a couple of days ago, Patrick Ewing's coaching Georgetown right now. Do you think everybody should kind of take a college stance or a college, you know, the old college try, as it were, before they step into the pros? Or do you think it's okay to just immediately go from being a player to a coach do you think that's kind of like do you think that's jumping ahead in line at all
0: no not really i think they should be able to use whoever they think is going to do the best job and i mean that's fair it's just a big game like they are putting a totally unproven uh person in a position in like it's just a big gamble on an unproven talent when you have the that much talent on the team with Kyrie right. and KD so right um, but i don't i don't think there should be any rules saying
1: i mean yeah what has
0: to happen um, maybe,
1: maybe more of like a personal kind of like yeah you know a personal growth thing of like i would like to earn this role rather than yeah. simply but Car-
0: So, Kerr did his time as a GM uh, with the Phoenix Suns, actually, before he uh, became a coach. But that, like, he was at least in the business, in the league, like in the business, talking to people, thinking about the game. And maybe Steve Nash has been too. I have not been keeping up on him. I just know that I think of him as, like, a very famous, cool dude who, like, is. Probably going to fun parties a lot of his, life. <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> love uh, it, yeah. And then finally, uh, myocarditis is trending. That is a heart condition that thirty to thirty-five percent of college athlete or uh, college football players who tested positive for COVID nineteen showed symptoms of after they test positive. So, yikes! It's just like one the the scariest thing about. Covid nineteen is that we don't know what the long term health implications are. What are right. some of the, you know, symptoms or some of the damage that's being caused that we don't yet know about? Um, right. I, I I say one of the scariest things for me as a parent because hmm. it doesn't immediately seem to uh, frequently kill uh, young children, but we don't know like what other damage it causes but anyways this is why they decided not to have the uh, college football big 10 season Hmm. um and or at least to postpone it for the time being uh and there became very controversial because Hmm. uh parents and players like you know they always want to play so it's you got to do the right thing for their health sometimes even despite their their wishes uh, but coaches so, really should not be pressuring them to like no. let them have the season like come no.
1: on they're not the ones that are putting their bodies on the line Right. Exactly. at all uh, alright that is going to do it for this Thursday uh, Dana
0: where can people find you and follow you
1: same old place on the old Twitter DJ underscore D-A-N-L find nice. me there I'll be talking um, about this and Super Mario All-Stars 3D see. and all that stuff. Hell yeah, bro. Uh,
0: <laughs> yeah, you can you can catch me uh, on my switch and on Jack underscore O'Brien. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna do it for this episode. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow with the whole ass episode of the show. Until then, be kind to each other, be kind to yourselves, wash your hands, wear a mask, stay inside, and don't do nothing about white supremacy. We will talk to y'all. Tomorrow. Bye. Bye.